Hello and welcome to a momentous occasion. It's the 250th episode of Film Seizure. I am Jeff Arbuckle. With me as always are my co-host, Jason Oliver. Jason, this is your 250th as well. It is. I'm excited to talk about the fourth kind. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> With how, Mila Jovovich. How about... And Will Patton. How about instead... We talk about Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I, did, I watched the wrong movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Chuck, did you, Chuck Moore, you come here to save me, right? <laughs> yes. Good, yes. good, good. I'm taking you on my ship with Yay! Me, away from Jason. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Elias Codius is not in the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He's in the Fourth Kind, though. We're really going with this. We're yeah. really, we're really, yeah, man. This is already a Chun Li. Already off the rails. Yeah, we're, this is already a Chun Li situation. Yeah. Um. No, we're watching. We're watching a great. movie. We're watching a great movie. It, this isn't. This is kind of an old timer, and I. I didn't really remember how good this movie is. I don't think I ever really actually appreciated how good this movie is until, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Yeah. Chuck. Yes. We we were with it. Yeah, I mean, this has been, <laughs> I've probably, I don't know how many times I've said this on the show, but this was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Well, it uh, played all the time on TV. Yeah, and it, it was terrifying, but also uplifting. And watching it now, I'm kind of surprised because there's a lot of, I don't want to call it dead air, but like there's moments in this movie that as a kid, I'm surprised I sat there. Yeah, that's fair. Like, well, that's kind of why I, this movie never stuck with me as a kid. Is first of all, I never saw it on a big screen. I always saw it on, you know, shitty, you know, cathode tube TV, right? And I'm probably edited for television, yeah. right? With commercial breaks. I never, I don't think I've ever legitimately sat down and watched this movie front to end. And then seeing it, you know, on a big screen 4K TV with good sound. I mean, I, I was. It looks and sounds I amazing. Was completely fucking engrossed. Yeah. Like completely into this movie from start to finish, like just absolutely in, in rapture I of do, it. I do want to make one comment though. After what I said about being surprised, I sat through it as a kid. I was a little bit younger than my children, but sure. they're sixteen and thirteen, and they were like, they were into it. Great, that's awesome. The whole but, time, yeah. I mean, because uh, this movie sixteen it, and fourteen actually. Sorry. Well, yeah, but like. Jason, you said that, you know, it's like how much this feels lived in, mm -hmm. and it makes it feel kind of timeless. Absolutely. I mean, there is some 70s business going sure. on, but not not obviously and not, like, distractingly. No. Like, the technology has obviously improved in some areas, but it's stuff like power plants and um, air traffic control centers. It's like shit that you don't really see anyway, right? Right. So it feels... It might still look like it that. It might still look <laughs> like that. It might probably... Yeah, they're probably running on like fucking analog shit yeah. anyway, right? Yeah. So it does. Like there's a working man feel to this movie. Everything feels authentic. Yeah. Um, it really does. Like, I, other than Muncie, Indiana. That does not... That's not authentic. <laughs> no, it looks more like Alabama. Yeah, and, and that neighborhood gave me... I was like, me... wow, that's, that's a Lover's Lane uh, peak in Muncie, really? Uh, right, yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't... I, there, is there a Crystal Lake in Muncie? And if there is, stay away from Let's it. Let's go there. Let's not go Jason there. Jason to Jason. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Uh, yes, I mean... Uh, Correct. It is. It is meant to to look and feel like something that we know very well 
it is not but um it's kind of cool that a pretty big movie is like indiana based for most of it my kids were speculating on why they chose indiana and why these a lot of these kind of stories seem to choose indiana is it because nobody knows anything about indiana or nothing is supposed to happen here? like what is the reason i think it's supposed to be nothing is supposed to happen here yeah, i think okay. it's it's a, uh, it's because the, the characters america it's middle of the midwest it's it's relatable yeah without like well there's a lot of blue collar people yeah. and again we got that kind of blue collar feel right I, there's only one scene in which the people are actually treated like actual bumpkins who are not genuinely curious and genuinely wanting answers for what's going on and that's the scene with the Air Force guy, where, where our favorite old man really doesn't help their case. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I saw Bigfoot once. <laughs> so good. That's fucking old man Marley. I've been trying to like hammer that down your faces. I don't think you realize who that is. That's the guy with the shovel in Home Alone. Oh, it's okay. Man Marley. No, I, I didn't really watch Home Alone. Ever. Never. 500th episode. Well, anyway. Oh, God damn it. That's Old Man Marley. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize. I saw you say that, and I did not make the connection. Okay. Well, now, yeah. connection has been made. Connection's been made. Yeah. That's Old Man Marley. Would you say his contact has been made? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? 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 Yeah. We huh? made a connection of the third time. What does his sign say that he's holding? Um, oh, stop and be nice. Stop, stop and be, be nice. nice. He also... He Which also. Is so Nice. Yeah. It's just like adorable. He um he also has the best line of the movie that made me laugh so freaking hard. Um and it's not the I, I saw Bigfoot once. No, line. it's not. They can fly rings around the moon, but we're years ahead of them on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so this is a movie, uh, so there's a, a specific reason why I wanted to do this movie for a while now, and part of it is, Chuck, like you were saying, it's like, this This was on a lot as a kid. I mean, this was one of those, you know, Monday night CBS movie or of the week or whatever, right. you know, one of those types of movies that just played like clockwork once or twice a year, every year, but then... Um, I, it was one that about, I don't know, four and a half, five years ago or so, I think I happened to see it like, uh, on Epic's drive-in when I had, when I still had sling and, you know, had like cable channels through that yeah. and they played it and I probably came in right in the scene where they're in India mm-hmm. and they're recording the sound that the, that the people heard yeah. and I just I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm going all the way through to the end. And, and like, I kind of saw it as an adult, really, for the first time. Not that it was new to me at all. I mean, I saw it probably when it got released for, like, the 20th anniversary on, like, a special edition yeah. VHS or whatever. Because I remember that was a really cool buy. It was, like, silvery and, yeah. like, anyway. Well, that was probably when you saw it on Epix or whatever. That was probably when it was remastered for its 40th. Um, probably yeah, yeah. They, that's probably what they got yeah and so yeah and it was just one of those things and it's like it was while i was watching that where i was like it's like i want to and i was like looking at the wikipedia page and that's when i found out it's like wait the whole hand mo- movement to like about like teaching music to people who can't hear it it started to blow my mind a little bit it's like <laughs> this is freaking scientific yeah um and then it got me thinking about it's like how 
we're not going to be communicating with them in any kind of language. It's going to be something that we don't that we don't typically consider language, music, hand signals, math, you know, right, that right. sort of stuff. And then you start to realize like how how did kids watch this movie cuz this is pretty heady stuff. Yeah. But they they watched it because it's easy to just follow Dick Dreyfus. Exactly. He's everybody's avenue way into this movie. And all this potatoes. other stuff is yeah. and mashed potatoes. We all this like mashed a, potatoes. This is important. Yeah. This means <laughs> this something. This means something. <laughs> that's the kind of s- stuff that stuck with me, like the shaving cream to the face, the mashed potatoes. The, the sunburn. The yeah. sunburn. How great. Like it's astonishing. I don't did they upgrade the way the the highway runners looked? Nope. They didn't upgrade. They just I don't think so. It looks. I think it's just remastered. Amazing. What do you mean? The the, the, the little, little sentinels that, yeah. that oh, no. were yeah. flying around. No, yeah. that's like that's that's, ins- that's all uh, Dick Trumbull. That's insane. Yeah, how Dick good Trumbull. that looks. How good the lights look. Yeah, like it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. And uh, the movie does start. It's all model work too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They shot they shot all that shit in seventy millimeter because they knew when to, when they did the composite on it. That when they brought it back down to thirty, that or thirty five, sorry, that they would lose a, a generation of of um, resolution loss. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, cool. so they shot at a higher frame rate, so that when they brought it back, it matched. Yeah, the thirty five wow, millimeter. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, smart people. Yeah, yeah. very. Um, that's Dick Trumbull for you. Yeah, and you know, it, it, there is something about the end when we see all those different ships fly around that I yeah. I do want to talk about when we get to that part. But, um, but no, I mean like this movie begins kind of spooky it's very much a little bit 2001 or like poltergeist almost 100 percent 2001 like it is on that level it, of, it's, of sci-fi it, it's using that 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 deep music sustained note yeah and then thrust you into something and it's like oh, oh i don't know if i'm gonna like what we're gonna see here and then yes it has the horror of poltergeist yeah like yeah. The, that the abdu- abduction scene is 100% like what's going to happen in a few years later in Poltergeist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I like that this movie throws you right into all of a sudden these people you don't really know, but you understand why they're there because a fleet of World War II American fighters just appeared yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. They're fueled as if they're ready to take off they're brand new practically yeah they're just there and uh i i, I like that uh francois truffaut is like fuck you speak french <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like or it's, or bob balaban's gonna have to talk to me <laughs> yeah it's a really interesting choice to have that character because you could very easily just cast someone who you know speaks you know, fluent English well, who is, you know, English's first language and just and just bypass that whole thing. But but by making it that character, I think it it drives home the, the language disconnect we are gonna have. Language with, is a barrier. Right. One hundred percent that it's 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 really complicated. But at the same time, they make it really easy. Yeah. Because you have especially the very first scene where um it's Spanish, right? They've got a Spanish interpreter who's translating Spanish for Bob Balaban into English. Right. And then Bob Balaban is, is translating English into French, and it's seamless. 
Right. It's like, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Did you just call him Bal Baba Bam? Bal Baba Bam. Just Bal Baba Bam. Bal Baba Bam. Hey, Black Betty. Bal Baba Bam. Bal Baba Bam. You want to say these words? Bal Baba Bam. You want to turn them into French? Bal Baba Bam. Bal Baba Bam. All right, everything's getting lost in translation here now. All these different songs are getting thrown at me here. Um, yeah, but no, you're right. This is and what I there is one thing. You keep that, me rocking and a rolling, rocking and a rolling by the land, by 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 land. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I had to get that one out. Um, no, one thing I like about this is that uh, this is an extremely human movie Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is is that while no one character really possesses more than one human or isn't or at least one character is not an avatar for more than one human trait but it is kind of striated out to where you have melinda Dillon, who by the way we're recording this the day after she passed away yeah so yeah 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 so but she kind of possesses the heart, you know, and, and the dedication to offspring, you know, and, and, and is kind of the heart of the movie. Um, uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus is kind of the dreamer, mm-hmm. the, the, the wanting to kind of figure out his place. In, wandering soul, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you've got Truffaut, who is the intellect. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would say Terry Gar is kind of the societal oppression that is put on people. So you're telling me they remade Wizard of Oz? <laughs> and you were there? It, it kind of sounds you were there? like, right? We had well, kind of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, sort of. But, I mean, it, it is certainly drawing heavily from, from, from Peter Pan. Or not Peter Pan, from Pinocchio. Mm. where you know i mean like uh, when you wish upon a star is is yeah. the heavy motif of this um you know uh, it's it's wishing to be something more than you are mm-hmm. um and there's a lot going on there with the richard dreyfus not doing so great emotionally and how that's treated we're talking about he's fine he's perfectly fine he's perfectly fine <laughs> right. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine <laughs> right <Yeah>. but <laughs> i mean all that kind of makes sense too because how could Terry Gar understand what he's going through? She she doesn't even believe that he saw what he saw. Right. There's no but, way for her to understand that something has been implanted in his mind. Right. Literally. But there yeah. is no seeming like attempt to get him help. It's almost like you're supposed to have a job because she even says, like, I ain't getting a job. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. supposed to have a job. You're supposed to be the man of the, you know, and stop with your fucking train set. Stop with your music box. Stop with letting the kids stay up all night. You're supposed to be a grown up. And it, it kind of squashes a lot of his natural curiosity and natural. What's funny about all that, too, is that the first time you see him before the power goes out, this is what their life was like anyways. Right, their kids were up late. Yeah. He was watching TV, playing with this stuff. So, but he doesn't really seem like he like. It seems like this is not the life he wants to live, though. Also, because he's not really being a dad. He's not really like. He's kind of a friend. He, exactly. A he's he's yeah. not. He's an uncle. He's not a father. You know. He's yeah. Stay up late. Watch this. Uh, what was it? The Ten Commandments or something? Yeah. It was like it's a four, four hours. Hour movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like he's like just. He doesn't even recognize that she even says that, you know, because then the phone rings 
and he's like he's even still too busy i think the relationship is awfully strained to begin oh oh probably but but a lot of it it i think has to do with the fact that richard dreyfus is not doing what he wants in life well as long as he had a job he was fine i think that's what like when he was working and providing she was happy to deal with whatever sure once that stops she, right she starts to and none of that what i like about this movie is none of that has to be said no right no. you could speculate on on it all you want right but you understand that the relationship has fallen apart you understand that enough time has passed that the kids are fucking crying when daddy's playing with their mashed potatoes like that is kind of powerful stuff like to us it's funny it's comical he's playing with his mashed potatoes and his 12 year old kid is sitting there crying Crying. right it's it's quite a moment um sorry to skip ahead to that well no no but that well that all ties in because the thing is is when he finally when he breaks the next day the kid is emotionless at that point it's like uh, you know and there is no fighting from the kids when she takes him it shows the passage of time has been there even though we didn't have to be shown that a lot of time had passed there's there's you know after seeing the fablements which you haven't seen yet chuck but there's a lot about spielberg i didn't really know about his personal life watching his movies growing up watching this one and the relationship between gar and and um dreyfus is very autobiographical i 100 this is stephen king channeling emotion spielberg spielberg Spielberg, who'd i say king king jesus christ (laughs) spielberg channeling emotions about his parents right well there is one thing that that stephen king does have in common (laughs) and that is rails rails really play uh, trains rails of coke oh Oh, okay uh, i thought you were being literal uh, i thought spielberg no coke i was like what no (laughs) (laughs) that's a bad one though although no i did i did say the moment i saw like dreyfus playing with the train it's like yeah this is this is spielberg he is he is spielberg yep yeah yeah um and then you know he's there's broken families are a thing in Mm -hmm. spielberg movies et is a divorced mom you know it's well, a, it it's, it used to be a thing in all of his movies. Yeah. Has not been for a very long time. True. Yeah. But yeah. You're right though. But he, he hasn't really made very personal films. You know, other than, you know, some of his war films and things sure. which surely are, you know, historical documents in a way, but um you know, until Fablemans. I mean, that's why Fablemans I think is it's like the most pure Spielberg movie we've had in decades. It really is. I need to watch it. Yeah, no, definitely right. So, so seeing it in, in close proximity to Close Encounters, it was pretty enlightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 scene with the, so you've got like missing aircraft. You've got you know you've got these things that are kind of shouldn't be here. Yeah, and they have gone missing. There's um, you know they have a record of it. It's like you know these are planes that flew in 1945. And they haven't really, you know, it's like, and they look brand new, they're fueled, they're, you know, all of that stuff. Then you start to get the mystery of the son saying to this guy, you know, it's like, what, well, what does that guy mean by that? What, what did he, you right. know? And so like, then it doesn't try to explain anything yet. It goes to the Indianapolis International Airport. It never does explain anything. That's what's great right. about it. Right. Like we experience it. You have to put it together like right. they are still figuring it out on the platform like <laughs> right, two yeah. hours and eight minutes later in the film. But go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, right. But then you go to the first real kind of tense scene that is not showing anything. There's a tense scene that shows a lot of stuff and there's a tense scene that shows nothing. 
Right. And so here we have um Barry. A, a, well, we have the guy in the um in the control tower who's like, oh, you yeah. know, talking to the airplane. The airplane's yeah. like reporting something. You don't really understand what they're reporting and it's an everyday thing. It's like, well, you know, this sector is clear. This sector is clear. Oh, you see something. Okay. Well, um, try adjusting 30 degrees or, you know, whatever. And, uh, it's, it's all plainly taught, but you start to see people crowding around yeah, and it's great. like, this isn't right. People are crowding around. They're looking over his shoulder and the camera is slowly coming in, pushing in. Yeah. And it just creates this really tense scene. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, by the way, this one best cinematography. I mean, <laughs> so, it's I mean, it, fucking gorgeous. Right. Um, yeah. so <laughs> this, so he's, you know, and he's like, and, and then whatever it is that the plane sees, it starts coming at him really fast and it's a near miss. And the plane's like, whoa, you know, the pilot's like, that was close. And so a guy gets on there and he's like, do you want to report a UFO? <laughs> and you know, you can tell by the, the pause. Plane. Yeah. That they know what that means to do that. Right. That they're probably not going to work again because they're going to probably be labeled crazy. Yeah. Um, it's going to always be on their record that that's a good point. they I reported wondered, a UFO. I wondered why they would say no. It's, because, it's stigmatized. Uh, yeah, yeah, because everybody yeah. later, when they're talking to the Air Force, is treated like, yeah, you, you didn't see it. You know, it's like, look, we threw a pewter plate in the air and took a picture of it. But, you know, look but, at, but you that's know. part of the cover-up. Well, sure, but that's but it's still part of they're they're leaning on the stigma, you know. They're leaning sure. on making these bumpkins seem like bumpkins. Yeah. I love the line when they when he says, "You can't fool us by agreeing with us." Yeah, that's right. like perfection, perfection. Right. So yeah, so yeah, so like the the pilot's like, "Do you want to?" You know, and he's like, "No," and he sounds defeated. Uh huh. He's like, "No," and then the other guy's like. Yeah, no, we don't want to do we that. See nothing. No, yeah. We, we yeah, don't I'm not interested in that. Nope. Right. Nope. Nope. And so <laughs> you know, but you know that the moment that the plane that they turned off the radio, they were like, "What the fuck was that?" Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? They did know we what just they see? saw. Yeah. Well, they know that they don't know what they saw, but they know what they saw wasn't normal. Right. Yeah. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't an uh, a flying trial by the National Guard or the Air Force. It's also just gonna like, even if they do believe them, it's just gonna fuck up their day, right? It's like, right. oh my god, I'm gonna probably be in an interrogation room for like three days. You know, I'm just tired. I want to go home. They're sleep. not gonna give me hush money. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's just gonna be an ordeal. Right? right. Yeah. And so, right. And so, like, you know, and all of that, you know, it's like if you kind of think about that sort of stuff, it's like, you know, that is again another societal kind of thumb on the on the scale where it's like, no, no. Don't don't say anything that seems a little too out of the ordinary. Right. Don't act a little too out of the ordinary. Um, so again, it, that kind of ties back to, you know, dealing with, you know, like with what some of the stuff the Dreyfus deals with. Yeah. Uh, so on the micro instead of the yeah, exactly. And so like this is, um, this is. I mean, the writing for that scene is just it's tense. Like you. Like there's a, there's naturally a part of you. It's like oh, switch over and I want to see what they're seeing, but just hearing it is kind of creepy, and it kind of wears on you a little it's bit. The less you see, the better. Kind of exactly thing. for the first thirty minutes of this movie, that's the way they treat it, and it's done really well. Right now, we do get a we do get a hint of it right away next, because then um, you know things start happening in Barry's room, the little yeah. kid. Yeah. 
you know, and so like, so something is going on and he goes, he just leaves. He just goes. He just goes. He's, he's enchanted yeah. by, by what he's seeing. And this, this plays like a ghost story, yeah. not, not an alien invasion. So it's still kind of invasion is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? No, right, right. No, it's, it plays like a ghost story. Like, oh, all, someone's controlling all the toys. There's a spirit in the house, right? Right. And you never see it, which also screams spirit, right? Like not right. some kind of living being like. There's also this. an orb, you know. It's like the the classic yeah, the ghost ghost orb, orb right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that but that guy's always late to the party. He He's chasing the other guys. He's always giving people sunburns. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a fifty fifty bar. <laughs> what is that guy? Like, I wonder about that one because there can't be something inside it. It's got to be like a camera or something, or or a probe or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like just something that's reading things. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I don't know. But what I, the, what I love about Barry is. There's kind of two things at play right here, right? There's this innocence mm-hmm. and this childlike wonder, but he's not scared, right? Right. So, it, but so it's almost kind of like, all right, is he is he just naive, or or is what he's seeing, is he perceiving it correctly as benevolent, right? Right. right. Yeah. So so you can go either way with it, and you're kind of in one on one hand, you're you're worried for him because he's just a kid, he doesn't know what he's getting into, but on the other hand, maybe there isn't anything to fear. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, again, he's not he's not subject to the stigma, you know, the 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 right. He's the he's the representation of the part of Neri and the part of of the woman that like is driving them to try to figure out what's going on without any right inhibitions. Right. right? Like they have nothing. He has nothing <laughs> holding him back from that curiosity or that draw. Exactly. And he's not he he's not. Uh, yeah. And and. If he says he sees uh, things, oh, well, you can sweep that under the rug real easy, right? Right. I mean, it's like it's just the kid saying that he seen, but to him, it's you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be thrown out of society for it. No, you know? they'll say he's just a four year old kid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but here, here's another single mom who yep. has a farm. Yep. Uh, a mom. Okay, she has farm a farmhouse, house, right? But you know, potentially could also have a farm, you know? Right. All um, the windows are up. That's Indiana for you, right? You're yep. Totally safe. You can leave all the windows open. Well, there's no house for forty miles around. Right. There. Right. right. <laughs> well, except for the except except for the valley, the the valley that the totally glacier is- didn't hit Muncie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are they sure this isn't southern Indiana and not northern Indiana? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, the um Yeah, so like yeah, so he, he takes off and of course uh his mom, which is uh Melinda Dillon, has to go after him. <coughs> and meanwhile, uh Roy, who's Richard Dreyfus, needs to go to work because there's power out there's like rolling power outages. And so he um he happens to get the job. He knows something that's critical to solving the problem. And because he was a journeyman right, in that area. Job. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, your supervisor is stuck in an elevator. So you get the job. Right. And uh, so he goes. Uh, and so he gets lost 
which is possible in county roads in Indiana, as I know myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it gets dark and it gets scary and you don't know what's around you. Well, yeah. And in 1977, it's all big, giant maps you're trying to read. Not your phone telling you where to go. Exactly. So uh, I, I love how they set this up. I love it. I love it. I love it. He stops to read the map. Car comes up behind him. He waves it by. It comes around and it's like, "Hey, you're you're stopped in the road, asshole!" <laughs> and he calls him a turkey. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. turkey. Yeah, so something something turkey. My kids were like, "You just call him a turkey?" Yeah, it's PG kids. That's <laughs> PG. They say shit later though. <laughs> well, that's seventies PG. <laughs> so anyway, so the <laughs> so then uh, he um, he's still reading his map. Pulls up at the train track. Yeah, and then yeah. there's another light that comes up behind him. Looks like a car. Looks like a car. Looks like, you know, every light that he would have on it. And he's like, yeah, go by, go by, go by. But it doesn't drive around him. It goes up and over him. That's just fantastic. The reaction I got, I'll share this occasionally. My kids were both like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen this scene many times in my life so i just kind of chuckle you know because it's like oh i know what's coming you know it's like oh this is good and then that's when it starts like you know rattling everything around them and the train uh railway uh, warning signs and everything start going off and yeah and it's like that's when he like looks out and he sees and it flashes something at him which i think that's the the message at that point right and uh and that's and he gets sunburned on half his face but then when his reaction when everything comes back on the flashlight killed me (laughs) (laughs) everything scares him after that in that moment it's great so then uh yeah and so this is where we really get to see for the first time these things these ships uh because it all leads to a california road (laughs) where there's a valley (laughs) and it's going apparently up a mountain um <laughs> indiana folks indiana. yeah um and uh he almost hits barry near he o- almost runs over barry and meets his mom and there's there's a, a family of bumpkins in the back of a truck we don't know what they're there for they've received the message before i'm pretty sure yeah they've seen yeah. they probably saw whatever the last time like the day before or something right yep and uh then all of a sudden here comes these Things that look like ice cream. <laughs> I guess. I like that Neri gets that from Barry. Yeah. It's because Barry's like ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is supposed to be like an ice cream truck, I would think. That's the way I read it, but yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he does think it looks like orange ice cream. Because that's what he tells Terry Garth. Apparently, the, the getting that kid to um, to react to things was difficult. So they were they were holding things up off screen. Nice, like toys, and that's when he calls when he calls them toys. It's because he's looking at a real toy that someone's holding up to get him to to react. My kids both asked me too, like, what are they? What's off screen to get him to yeah. do this? Toys. I'm like, I don't know. Probably the exact thing he said. Ice yeah. cream. Toys. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. Could be ice cream as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. This he's almost as difficult as Bruce the Shark. <laughs> Barry is so oh, much better oh, than Spielberg, Bob. So. Spielberg said Spielberg didn't want to shoot on location. Because of his experience on Jaws, and he really ended up not having a choice. He had to shoot on location. He said it was 
it was twice as hard and it, and it sucked twice as much. Like, right. The the shoot. He was he had an awful time. <laughs> well, he's come out in the same year was, was no. Jaws 76 or 5? Five? 5. 75 five. and 77. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, this is now where, okay, so Roy meets uh, Melinda Dillon's character, which is, uh, what is her name? It's not said much in the movie. Kate? Amy? I don't know. Jillian. Jillian. Yeah, I was close. I was close. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was real close. <laughs> I mean one letter off. Yeah. And then Samson a bunch more a bunch I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now, you know, now it's Roy trying to understand what it is that he's seen. Mm-hmm. Because now this is where kind of you know this is where the obsession part of the of the whole thing becomes a, m- a message has been delivered to him and he can't recall it right fully right. right it's yeah and but he knows he saw something great yeah um so he goes uh, home <laughs> the kids sleeping in the different positions is hilarious yeah I used to sleep like the little girl like all bunched up like like on your knees like just yeah. basically face down yeah that's <laughs> One kid's hanging off the the bunk bed. Nobody's ever sleeping in the same place in this movie, in that household. No. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Terry Gar even ends up in the kid's <laughs> right. the bunk bed on the floor. The like, bed. But that's because of the fight the night before. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so then, uh, yeah, but yeah, so now he's like trying to get her to understand. She like at first is taking this kind of well, right? She's like, you know, aren't you going to comment on the fact that i'm taking this really well that we're out here in the middle of the night looking at nothing you used to come out here to want to look at me not whatever's not out here yeah right and then they start making out and he's looking up in the sky (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) so his his attention is diverted and it gets worse the rest of the way basically and, and until he finally pieces together what the message was well he gives up that's when he actually figures it out. Right. But then once he once he realizes where he needs to go, he becomes focused again. Oh, yeah. You know, so he's like, he is not going to be deterred from getting to, you know, the Devil's Tower. Right. Um. So, yeah. So at this point, like, you know, now news reports are coming out and she's hiding it from him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And so here's where you start to see her almost as a little bit of an antagonist because she doesn't really want to understand what's wrong with him. He's been fired. They fired him over the phone, too, um, which he doesn't really care about that. Um, You know, he saw something really, really cool. She basically becomes his mom. Like, if you want to boil it down, like, simply, like, she's no longer they're no longer in a relationship. She's his mother. Like, she has to tell him what to do, what to think, where to be, or at least that's what she's trying to do. Right. And some of that, I think, is just to kind of get him back on whatever... Whatever reality they were in before. Right. Whatever narrow, like, this is the only way we're moving forward. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is, you know, meanwhile, we still have, uh, you know, the Truffaut and Balaban characters going around getting these reports and this is when they end up in india and they're all singing the song that, that they heard scene is fucking amazing yeah yeah 
And I mean, it's just, it's, well, it's that kind thousands of, of people. Yeah. It gives it that epic feel, right? Like this is a big movie, right? Yeah. Those scenes are important to give it scope. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it important like mashed potatoes? It's, this is important. <laughs> this means something. <laughs> I can only think of where it out. But it almost yeah. feels like a, a religious experience, right? Like it is. What these yes. people have heard is how yes. religions are made. Yes. Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it defies it defies what we can comprehend. Yeah, it's an unexplainable event that you try to explain with something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, uh, I mean... In a way, it's almost, it is almost, because this is not long after, um, what's the, what's the book that, that came out in the seventies about, uh, uh, about the, uh, about aliens being like our gods. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That, that was that documentary that scared you, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was the Nostradamus uh, That's one. the Nostradamus I one, know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Chariots of the Gods? Chariots of the Gods. Yeah. Okay. So right. it's like around that. Yep. So it's like, it's kind of playing off of that concept For sure. too. And so, you know, but like, it's a, such a Spielberg shot where it's like, you know, where did the sound come from? And they all point up. Yeah. And that's, they, that's sort of repeated in um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're adult, they have Barry played on his little xylophone right after to reconfirm to you like, hey, yeah. everyone, everyone saw is the- hearing this. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And uh, right. Which is the thing, which then points us back to the first guy who said the son sang to him yeah yeah so it's like oh okay that's what that means yeah so now we're kind of piecing it together and and like you know obviously we're on you know we're just as smart as francois Truffaut. (laughs) just as smart just as just as at this point in the movie (laughs) at this point in the script we are just as smart as he well there there is kind of an interesting like we learn things that they learn the scientists learn after they've learned it, because we get these kind of jumps in time, right? right. Um, because there's there's all sorts of meetings and and deductions that are happening that we don't get to see, but we know more than them because we know this is a phenomenon that has much branched more far, out, much more branched out, and that that they understand. Like there right. are, there are people who have been imprinted in some way, right? And that they're going to find that out, but they don't know that, but we do. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. We're we're ahead and behind both parties yeah right yeah and uh i mean what we understand more than the than the scientist is the actual humanity part of it you know the the don't you see that this is becoming a phenomenon not a a, not a scientific thing to what's what's all this what is causing this and i like that truffaut is it truffaut truffaut Truffaut, he remains skeptical the whole time he does he never like this is what it is. Right. right? He's, like he's, he's the, science, a he, he is the scientific method. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the embodiment of the scientific method right down to I'm going to, you know, I had this one theory about the hand signals. I'm going to give it a shot right before the aliens take off. Right. And, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, and he's, he's, um, he's, he's um, uh, kind of justified in that thought too. Because it was able, you know, the little alien guy repeats it back and even repeats a smile. Right. Which I never knew he smiled. Yeah. Hard I, to see in... in uh... Probably in VHS days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah, I like the little guy who smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the first one that comes out of that ship we're jumping oh, ahead that thing's oh, terrifying it's it's terrible it's like it's like almost a spider thing yeah mantis spider like so and it looks so, different than the other ones and I read, all the other ones look like barry right i read about this um <laughs> The guy who designed the creatures, I can always forget his name. He's the Italian guy who designed E.T. He also designed the freaking scary-ass uh, puppet clown thing from Deep Red. I love that guy. I know. I heard um, his name today, but I can't remember. I can't remember his name. But he did the he designed the, the creatures and aliens. And that shot with the, the spider spindly armed guy yeah. was a um, screen test. That was that was just a puppeting effect that they'd used as a screen test. And they loved it. And Spielberg liked it so much. He's like, that's going in. Yeah. 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 Was, well, but it, played, it almost it, acts like the like it's almost Messiah yeah. Masonic? Most, wait, wait, most is definitely. That, is that the word? Masonic, yeah, a little bit. Mas- it's like Masonic. I have arrived. Right. It's like he, he does that, <laughs> but then the other ones kind of crowd around him and it's almost like, oh, he must be like the actual leader or whatever yeah you know we'll but, talk about this later but the way they handled all the arrivals in that scene is like it it's trying to fuck with you and my <laughs> kids were fooled so hard but we'll talk about it later i don't i don't love the alien design well we'll talk they, about it later they look like barry mm-hmm. yeah they do yeah they yeah. do look like i barry. think it's almost like we're imprinting on them yeah is what i kind of read that, that as. could be yeah so. that could be um because they, they, you know, I mean, like, they obviously were taking different types of people. Yeah. I think they could they look could like probably what they want to. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And that's why you get two of them, two different looks, and then they all chose the innocent child to so, be, like... So you're saying it's like critters. Yeah. They're, critters. <laughs> they're, they're like the bounty hunters. Yes. Critters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, yes. They, uh, <laughs> do, they, do they end up getting staples in their chest? Oh god! From the from the, from the Playboy from, magazine, yeah. from the centerfold, <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> um, no, so uh, yeah, but anyway, so you know, this is when uh, you know, eventually Truffaut is like playing the the sound for this group of people. They rented way too big of a space. Oh my god! So I have a note the same thing. It's like, why are they in this huge building? <laughs> and why are they in why are they in a glass trailer in this huge building? <laughs> They're in the freaking Superdome, man. It's yeah. like, what in the world? Right. And so, like, he plays. <laughs> they it. thought they were going to capture a ship, and that's where they put it. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. That's a logical. It just seemed. It just seemed anyway. like a symposium at that point, though. Yeah, it was weird. Right. right. Yeah. Steph even commented they, on that. They, like, what? They, they're like, maybe a maybe a lot of the invitations just got lost in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I don't know. The Weekly World News is a little busy with Bat Boy this week. They can't come it's to like, this. This one. is another yeah. UFO yeah, meeting. It's like, it's like uh, that's for crackpot. I'm going yeah. to get the Jersey <laughs> Devil tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, call me back when you got Mothman. Mm. Um, <laughs> so no, um, this is where he he introduces the. Um, uh, the the Kodali or Kodali method, yeah. where you know you use hand signals, and it's the Kerwin hand signs that he's specifically using. Oh, I was mixing up spots. You guys are talking about the auditorium. My bad. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're also in a huge old case and in a glass trailer later that seems totally unnecessary. But go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, we're talking about the Superdome, yeah, which apparently like was like the Super Bowl of this event, and like nobody, nobody showed, showed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I get total it. failure. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe they were just practicing social distancing. <laughs> all right. Except, they, except they were all sitting to, seated right. together. Well, yeah. there were some guys over on the side. They there were. They, well, they were. They were like, well, I'm not getting COVID. They hadn't yeah. had a yeah. lot. Of, they hadn't had a lot of practice at social distancing. <laughs> right. right. They're still. It's like I don't know it. what are we doing. Yeah, they're all like more. just bouncing <laughs> around <laughs> off of each other, and they yeah. just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, yeah. So this is where he's like, you know, this is how we feel that we can kind of turn this into a, 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 a way to communicate something that can be repeated along with the tones. Um, and by the way, I want to talk about the, um, like the most famous five notes in movie history, in modern movie <laughs> history. Um, that whole motif that apparently John Williams like had like dozens. Yeah, he did. Versions. Yeah, and that was the one that was picked. Um, it's good. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. But uh, in a way, it almost does. But he it, also wrote like like hundreds of versions of the motif that was picked, right? Like in different scales and um, tones, and yeah, yeah. But and also the um, even though it is technically two notes short, it does kind of sound like when you wish upon a star. Like it, it, it invokes that at least. Yes, and that's that was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so but like even though it's shorter, it you know like when they mix the two later, when Roy is is leaving, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh that makes perfect. It, yeah. it goes together. Yep. Um, yep. That was all Spielberg. That was you know because he said the whole a lot of the movie was just inspired directly from that song. Yeah, and that he wanted the movie to feel. Like he felt as a child when he would hear that song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. The, the wonder of it, of the thing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's totally dumping into, to, you know, the Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, he's definitely. Yeah. It's all dumped into him, even to the point where it's like he's got a music box that plays it. Yeah. Yep. And he plays it constantly. Uh-huh. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, again, that's kind of tying that he's he's not a normal adult guy that you would think he would be at that time yeah in that age yeah he's a little lost yeah yeah um i guess also the spielberg wanted to play when you wish upon a star at the end of the movie over the credits um, and he did in early test screenings, but it got laughed at like audibly by the audience yeah, like just, a, just a little little, little too uh um, a little too on the nose. A little too sentimental yeah. on the nose, yeah. So they ended up taking out. I think it was the right choice. Yeah, because um, that, that's that's some good that's some good music there at the end. I, I, think, also... I think I think it is though incorporated into one of the other cuts, the special edition or the director's cut. I think it's incorporated into the end credits in some way. I don't know. Mm. I haven't I haven't seen those cuts. The um... but it's obviously it was a very important yeah song to to the genesis of this movie. Can I say how much I like the fact? that the credits of this heavily like special effects movie is like one tenth of what they are today. Yeah. I could sit through that and not have to pee my pants <laughs> right. in, in 1977. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Although in 1977, when this movie came out, I was peeing pants. <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> but um, that's just because I was a baby. <laughs> I was still struggling with my own figuring out existence. 
you know, let alone worrying about Roy. You, you looked like the 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 end of two thousand one. It was, like, yeah. It was like a well. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't still in my well, my you're, my, you're my space baby. Well, I wasn't still in well, my you like you my sack. You weren't a fetal. You weren't a. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a, even. Yeah, I wasn't even. Yeah, you conceived. were more like. I wasn't even conceived. You were more like. Anyway. I was still. Uh, you're still twinkling in your daddy's eye. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. That's such a dumb phrase. Where did it that is. come from? I don't know. Well, you know, you can't say. Well, you're probably just some sperm in this cum. Oh, yeah, you, can't you can't just say that. Oh, you're right. You can't. The, our episode just went from PG you're a, to R. You're a, yes. you're a twinkle, twinkle little star. <laughs> <laughs> I was a tinkle, tinkle little star at the, in 1977 oh, when this 250 came out. episodes. Folks. Yeah, this is how far we've gotten. <laughs> this is this. Is, we've gotten good at this. We've gotten real good at this. <laughs> anyway, what else do you guys want to talk about here? What, what else do you want to want to talk about? Uh, There's a lot of exposition, like. For some time here, right? Where things are semi-explained to you and you see Neary kind of losing his mind. You have, you know, the mashed potato scene, I think, is right after this or somewhere around. Um, it's after the, the second time he goes back to that road where more people have now shown up. Yeah. yeah. And that's when the old man has the sign that says, um, what was it? Stop and Stop be, be nice. nice. And that's a really cool scene, too, because you think... You know, if you're not cynical, they're like the aliens are coming back to greet them. But in reality, it's the military to tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is where uh, where Richard Dreyfus and Melinda Dillon really kind of first talk to each other. And they kind of share. Um, they, they have a similar curiosity now. Yeah. And Barry's building the symbol or tr- out of mud. Yep. Right. Like, and he's like, I've, I've been seeing this in shaving cream and, and you know, and pillows and pillows. Yeah. Something's not right. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's the one old couple that's just eating their KFC right there on the right there on the fold fold away chair and, and, and table set. It really looked like they were in the last drive in. I don't understand what you mean by that. The the the, uh, the chairs, the folding chairs. Oh, the folding are like chairs. His. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so. um yeah, and this is where this time it gets broken up. Um, or well, yeah, it's this time they get broken up because the old man says the thing about um, about the the cars. Um, <laughs> he says that the first time. Yes, and it's, he has the sign the second time. Stop and be friendly. That's right. Um, so then he. Uh, so yeah. So the the military shows up, and then. Um, Oh, I guess Ronnie, who's Terry Gar, I, I think she's there the second night, too, because I think she sees. No, 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 no. That's later. Never mind. That's later um, when they go to. I mean, he tells her he's going back and she's like, no, you're not. And he does anyway. And she doesn't go with him. OK, yeah. It's when they show up to talk to the uh, Air Force that she sees that she notices that he's um, at least interested in some way in this other woman. Maybe. And is kind of jealous about, it, or at least looks like she's kind of yeah, maybe taking this the wrong way. What happens later? Maybe, but well, maybe. But she's there. She is. They make a they make a specific point to show her reacting to like watching it, you know, watching him trying to figure out what happened. That happens after the abduction, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's later. So anyway, so then, um, yeah, so. Basically, Roy's uh, mental health is is deteriorating pretty bad. 
um, he can't get the, the, the sight of something out of his mind, some sort of mountain, some sort of a peak, some sort of, I don't know, maybe he just wants to really watch a Paramount movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's thinking about for Steven Spielberg, what the first shot of Raiders of the Lost Ark is going to be. <laughs> maybe he's helping them out. Um, but yeah, so, but he is starting to get a little wilder and he's more desperate for answers. Right. Um, and so, um, (laughs) this is about the time also where, you know, Truffaut and the army and, and United Nations or whoever else is involved with this is trying to figure out, it's like, there's, there's some sort of a message that's being beamed. And it's a series of numbers. And Bob Balaban's like, hey, wait a minute. It's the it's the old not the non scientific guy is the guy who solves right. the puzzle trope. <laughs> yeah. Well it's before I was a French interpreter, I did I was a, car- a cartologist, yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's like that's a you know, those are these uh, are coordinates. And there's and coordinates times, on yeah. and, and so it, it cracks me up that they're they're so ill prepared for this that they have to get a giant globe. Oh god, that's the, the where they all rush that freaking globe. Like that's probably one of the things that's most dated in this movie, <laughs> but it's charming. Yeah. Right. The well, it's a two thousand dollar globe. What are you doing <laughs> yeah. with it? Um, yeah. Don't worry. If we know what this is gonna be, don't worry about it. Don't get a new globe. Yeah, but they're like they they bum rush the globe and then they then they push it down the hallway but the um yeah but they they realize that it can't be coordinates in the sky because there's no um inclination declination so it has to be something earthbound and uh, it's kind of funny how devil's tower was not a famous thing until this movie huh i mean it was i think it was the one of the first things that the that uh roosevelt like named a national monument or something or a natural national monument. It's pretty funny when they triangulate Wyoming. My firstborn said devil's tower. They're going to devil's tower. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, it's like it's this, that is so ubiquitous with this movie that I don't even think it's used in any other movie. Like, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just that anyway. So yeah, so they figure out that's where it is. Meanwhile, Roy is like he's building his own devil's tower in the living room. He he works pretty fast on that. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good at that. Well, he that scene is just you do kind of feel bad for Terry Gar and that situation because sure. he is unhinged. I want right. to say like, why doesn't he just build the fucking thing outside? Why does he have to build it in the house? Yeah. He's <laughs> I do want to set this up though because he'd build it multiple times, right? In yeah. Clay or whatever, and he really was resigned to give up. He's like, okay, all this shit's coming down now, honey. Like, I'm done with this. And he tries to pull the model he's built off and the top cracks. And, and that's he's like, when that's he, it. Yeah. That's when he goes really unhinged because this is what I've been trying to do. Now I need to build it bigger for some reason. Right. <laughs> well, he, he yeah. And he, and he even tells her, like, when he's, like, pulling up everything. She's like, the plants, the plants are, are fine where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, pulling everything. And he's like. She's like, let's get you some help. And he's like, no, you're gonna need help if I can't do this. Right. Like the, that's how like, you know, like but locked he's also in. Like he you're is. gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It's you're gonna, gonna love this. Great. This is gonna look great. It does look great. <laughs> yeah. I will say that. I don't yeah. know if I want it in the way of the TV. <laughs> I don't know if I want it in the house at all. Right. Yeah. I and mean, he probably brought in so many bugs. 
that was a lot. He of wanted dirt. to deal with this shit eventually, anyway. Well, he's yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no, he's leaving a mess. Yeah, that's that's a it. that's a whole other world's problem yeah, at this point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's gonna come home, and it's like, oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> it's like you know, I guess I don't want the house. Yeah. And <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> when he's like shoveling the dirt into the into the, the window. window. And one of the kids is like, can we throw dirt in my room? Yeah, my can we do throw dirt in my room next, Dad? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he, he pulls the one lady's, like, little duck. Wire. Yeah, like the little little geese. Oh, yeah, her ducks get loose. She's trying to. Yeah, trying them. to crowd them. But apparently it's fine. A few hours later, everybody's back to playing baseball and doing their normal <laughs> yeah. shit. So I guess it's okay. I mean, this may just be a, I mean, it's kind of like how, you know, they always say it's like, you know, crazy stuff can happen in New York and nobody pays attention. Maybe that happens in Muncie. Too. Oh, no, I, that, that's total new, new Midwest bullshit, though. Like, everybody will stand out in their lawns and, and watch the spectacle, and then when it's over, just go back to their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's Indiana for you. Maybe call up somebody in the next town over and say, you, you wouldn't believe what happened here. It is kind of nice, though, like the scene where he looks out the window and everyone's doing what normal people in air quotes would do to relax and have fun and it should be the picture of like wholesomeness and he's like Ugh. yeah you know? <laughs> he's like this isn't enough right like, this these people have no idea what's out there you yeah know? like it's pretty cool well yeah and again it's that it's that dreamer kind of stuck in a small place not just physically small place but a, a kind of a curiosity small place right um, you know, people who are just not all that curious. I mean, they get their, I'll go ahead and say it like this. They get their fantasy on every, every Sunday morning. Right. That's, you know, it's like, yeah, he, he has to have it every day, you know, and, uh, they get it. They just get it at church, but he's actually experienced something. That's true. He does understand it, but he has experienced something. And it is a bit, it is a bit of a conversion of, of sorts, sure. right? There is a religious element yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he builds the thing and he just doesn't understand it. No. And there's the great scene where, where he's talking to his wife on the phone and this is like the relationship is over, right? You can tell on the phone and the whole time they keep showing the devil's tower and the TV and my kids are like, no, every time he looks away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Cause he only looks at it when the newscaster's on and then he, yeah. 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 But then he finally hangs up the phone (laughs) and he looks and he's like, oh, my God. Right. And And then he is off. He's gone. He's He's gone. gone. Um, And they had mentioned earlier they needed a natural disaster large enough to convince three to four thousand people to leave the area. This is another great line. So they're like, oh, maybe anthrax. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and the guy says, there's always one Joker who thinks he's immune. Now, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the last three years of our existence. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if that was going on today. Oh, God. No, it's uh, they would. Well, they did. Impossible. They did say they'd already kind of pushed the cattle ranchers a little too far. Like right. they were they were pretty skeptical to start, you know. Well, and even yeah. even the uh, the the news report doesn't even take it that seriously. Next time, order your steak well done <laughs> yeah. or extra well. Uh-huh. And it's like, what? It is, <laughs> I'm not eating any. No, I'm not getting any Wyoming beef. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so they they basically it's like 300 square miles that yeah. they that they block off, and uh, you know, and it's it is well acted. 
you know, I mean, like they they knock out the the animals. Although some of those animals did look dead, they did look dead. Yeah, but um, they had to look dead. I'm sure, to but convince people. That but some was... of those sheep were not in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they may not have been real sheep. They uh, probably fair weren't. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, um, and like, there's always the huckster. Who's like selling the birds? Oh, that killed oh, that's me. Oh, that's great. Guy. I love it. So that was one of many times where I was like, wow, this Contact owes so much to this movie. Yeah. Like there's so many things in Contact that I feel like were just plucked out of Close Encounters and then given, you know, the full treatment. Right. And that guy was one of them. Yeah. 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 And that just shows you like Spielberg's attention to detail and, you know, like... Just having this one little guy in the middle of the crowd is like, that's he a is, great detail, and it's awesome. Uh-huh. He is making out, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody sold something to, to Barry's mom. Yeah. <laughs> sold, yeah. Sold something to Jillian. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like, but um, she's getting, I mean, and like, there there is something unsettling seeing people being essentially shoved into a train that is not going to be comfortable and they're being forced into it, there is something uncomfortable about that whole scene, too. But what I really like about that scene, so when Jillian and Roy see each other, we don't hear what they say to one another. Right. It pulls out, and the next thing you know, they're in the car off to try to sneak their way into Devil's Tower. Yeah. Um, And she's she's got birds. She's got some birds with her. Um, and I love it when they're like, and he's like, he is so certain there's nothing wrong with the air. And then they kind of look at each other and they, and put, they the put the on, mask yeah, on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <so> sorry. <laughs> I love the line where she's telling him like what happened after Barry was abducted and the authorities coming by and that the, they, they asked if I had seen any strange people in the neighborhood <laughs> or, or any strange visitors in the neighborhood. And Dreyfus's laugh reaction to that yeah. is perfect. Yeah. 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 And she she laughs that they yeah. dragged the lake, but if, I told him he wasn't in the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if we had any strange visitors in the neighborhood. <laughs> right. her, her performance <laughs> in this is kind of interesting too, because her child has been ab- abducted, but you don't feel like she ever really feels like he's in danger either. Just that she wants him back, right? Right. Well, she misses him and she wants him back. Well, she she's she's like living in motels, though. I mean. You just don't follow her as much. I know, but she's her reaction like she's she's not like one thousand percent devastated her child was abducted. Well, she's, she's got like a, in the she, middle somewhere. She, it's not necessarily that I don't think, Chuck. I think she's she's devastated, but not to the point of inaction, right? She's like moving forward. She has she knows that she can that what she's experiencing, what she's seeing can lead her back to him. That's what I'm that's what I'm right? trying to say. Like she has hope. There's hope in right. there. She's not devastated that he's gone forever. I she do doesn't. see what you're saying though, that that maybe she understands that she just has to be where they're going to be, that they're not dangerous, that he that she will get him back. Yes. But yes, but so- she has a moment of resignation. On Devil's Tower. Yeah. Where well, she's like, she I can't go with there. you. He's right. not there. Yeah. Right. Because he's not yet. Not yet. Right. Not until not until the, the big boy comes. Yeah. The mothership. Yeah. And like I said, once you know that R2-D2 stuck to the bottom of that, you can't unsee that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's in the first 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. of the reveal. It's like, ah, there he is. <laughs> His, yeah. He's even lit up, too. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... Uh, there's some i like how very little the french is subtitled 
um, because that puts you, especially in the interrogation mm-hmm. scene with with Dreyfus, you're in his shoes at this point. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he doesn't know what he's hearing, but he knows they're talking about something, and he knows that they're putting them on, right? And he kind of wins them over in that, like they're gonna they're they're gonna send them away, but he, they also understand this wasn't the first guy that's right. shown up there is clearly they have gotten some sort of a reason to come here and Truffaut is like they they were invited they were invited yeah yeah like he's still remaining like he's doing the process he's like they're supposed to be here right yeah yep for whatever is about to happen they're supposed to be here and i love that and he's watching them escape from yeah. the helicopter, and you're just like, God, I love this Truffaut. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic, and it's the whole reason why Truffaut makes him part of the the selection party, right? Yeah, is because like he knows it's like if anyone's going to get picked, it's going to be this guy. Yeah, he's like, we need to talk about the Neary situation. Yeah, and it, it, he didn't even know what it is, but he knows what it is. Yeah, right, right? like absolutely, right. And that's just again following the the process, and and not a hunch; it's a theory. Yeah. And it's a theory that is going to be proven by the end of the night. Right. Yeah. And if he's wrong, he's wrong. It's, you know, he's a scientist. No, no, no file. Right. Right. Yeah. He's a scientist. You throw away that theory and you develop the new one. Um, so, yeah. So they make him part of Devo. Send <laughs> <laughs> the 80s new wave band. They're going to whip it good. <laughs> that boy, those people do. That, v stole those oh, outfits yeah. oh yeah i mean it's like what, what outfits can we get cheap when well, we got a bunch of these from like the close leftover and- ones from close encounters yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'll do <laughs> so these little patches on and let's move on um they even got the sunglasses great um and i like how they make a point to show those people go through those religious yeah element too where it's like you know it makes you wonder did the aliens do that back in their home play you know did they did they send them off with some whatever their thing is you know right right um but um yeah so they get uh, long story short there there's an attempt to to gas them to put them to sleep so they don't see anything they escape that barely uh larry doesn't no who, who was larry yeah yeah, he's just some goofus that 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 Dreyfus used to to body block the the army guy. <laughs> yeah, he just pushed them right into the, took off. <laughs> so you're you're on your own, Larry. Good luck, Larry. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they end up uh, they see the whole thing take, and so like you got the three that we've seen before, and they they make contact. And then they take off, and everybody's like, "All right, guys, we did it!" Everybody's shaking hands and high fiving. Yeah. It's like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're done. But then, the real spectacle—the lightning and like thunder and like—it's like, "Oh, this ain't I, over yet." I love before that when they are communicating, and the scientists are are first trying to keep up. Yeah. Then like looking at each other, like, is anybody actually recording all of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also when they realize what's happening. And that they're they're trying to communicate, and like it's the first day of school, fellas. Yep. Yeah, we don't even know what we're saying back and forth. Right. Well, we're gonna find out someday. Yep. We're, we're we start figuring it out now. Yeah. Right. They're giving them the whole code. Yeah. To this this language, but they have it's gonna probably take a long time to figure it out. Right. Really, I think all the aliens are doing are just seeing if we can repeat it back. Yeah. Testing our own intelligence to to be able to like. 
Again, it's like contact, right? Well, yeah, and it's kind weird. of they should know our intelligence because they have a bunch of people. Well, sure, but the, but they aren't scientific people. Yeah, that they have. They have military people. They have a kid. They have right. You know, uh, some some girl that was like, I guess, taken on from the beach or something. I don't know what she was wearing, but it was like <laughs> that's not an outfit. I don't know what this is. Um, I do like. And they do tip the cap at the relativity aspect yes, of it. Yes, they do. They do. Well, somebody even says that. Yeah. Einstein, Einstein was right. Yeah. yeah. Or he might, he, for all we know, he was one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's important to, to, you know, things aren't going to age the same way. Um, one of my kids speculated that they were going to look like humans when they came out. And that's the whole thing, like, when they actually open the doors and, the humans come out they're like i was right and then like, like, nope, nope. <laughs> we got we got we got to resolve that first scene yeah thread yeah, yeah. <laughs> um which was great because they've got the board yeah of all the people who are on all the ships they discovered um because there was there was actually a like a military boat as well yeah it was a know? giant like battleship yeah. or something yeah. and they had them all and they're just crossing them out like yeah we got this one we got this one it's like crazy yeah but it's um, interesting they're, they're they, greeting them like you know yeah, welcome home you're yeah, you know, mission mission accomplished it's, it's it's cool scene yeah. yeah they're playing it totally cool but they're also astonished right right it's awesome yeah well you don't want to scare the people coming right. back either it's like they're they're time displaced at this yeah. point they're gonna have enough of a freak out yeah yeah you know, before long yeah uh the moment they get to the hotel room and the tv comes on they're gonna flip the fuck out <laughs> oh yeah i mean everybody that they've known is 30 some years older well some came from 1918 yeah that's true yeah Yeah. so right yep um but yeah and then you know it's like the the thing shuts and opens again more people come out um and that's where barry is and she's finally realized it's like wait people are coming out so she goes down and joins yeah in hoping like that's just the hope of that barry's going to be one of them but um we, you know, we we've kind of passed over the whole <laughs> magnitude of which the mothership communicates. It's so awesome! It is awesome because you know it's like okay, well, we got to try the code again, and you know try to communicate, and then it blows out everything, and then it takes over, and it's yeah. like we're just gonna, it's just the info dump. It's like there yeah. it is. It's everything you need to know about us. It's a fucking concert. It's wonderful, <laughs> right? It really is, and I love the. Um, the the lights coordinating to the oh, notes yeah. behind it's like just all the different ways that they are attempting to communicate well they even they even code them as like light blue and yep the colors play the green half step to the red or whatever yeah and then they re- they play the brown note and the one guy runs to the he runs, runs to, to the, the porta potty <laughs> It, it, I love that too because at first it looks like he's going to get Richard Dre- like get Neary and then he's just like nope interestingly that's how Chuck came like, he must have heard that <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't lunch I was <laughs> listening to the Close Encounter soundtrack <laughs> um, yeah so it's and also it, this is something that, that shows that this movie isn't cynical at all no because this is one of the rare instances in which the aliens are friendly mm-hmm. you know they're they it, it follows the the concept that you know you first heard about like watching cosmos and 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 sagan speculating that you can't do interstellar or intergalactic travel and be 
and and to do it for malevolent reasons. Yeah, right. you, you're you're going to you are going to go there for scientific, you know, exploration. And if and if you land someplace where the 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 host organism on that planet is dangerous you're probably able to wipe it out um i don't know that or at least wipe out the threat and then get out of there i don't know that i'd call these aliens fully benevolent though well not they, fully they've but... abducted people for the last 100 sure. years and the only way they're going to give them back to you is if you give them another well, and they don't leave one of their own. So it it is there, no, there but, is a bit of but there is but it is coldness and I look at it as cold scientific like they're they're doing they're still the boss in this situation. Well, sure, because they're they have all the technology. They're controlling everything and they don't leave anything for us. No. So there is there is still well, a the, threat. There is a threat absolutely. of them. But there isn't there isn't that character that military guy or whomever shoot who, who yelled shoot right, right. yeah uh, right. But there's not a single tank or a machine gun yeah at that whole landing place um so so it's almost like huh, it's a humanity <laughs> that's being represented here that doesn't really exist right humanity no. humanity that is willing to be in awe and wonder and subservient to p- potentially our betters right right um and and we're we're willing to make that exchange right for, with, for the down for, the line for, for hope or future benefit for right. a down the line benefit. This that, is that is not the way our bureaucracies work. Right? No, 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 no. That's how this religion is, works. Yeah. Well, this is it this is, is yes, it, absolutely yes. Right, it is, and this is in a sort of way. I got to bring it up. This is kind of how Starfleet works, right? Or the Federation, <laughs> right? They're they're not going to mess with. They're not going to give us weapons. Or, or anything that could be turned into a weapon or that could progress us beyond where we should be. Right. But with a little bit of, you give us a little bit more, you'll get it all later. Right. Like that coat, whatever they deliver in the message might be everything we need. And so the, the trade-off is Richard Dreyfus. But they're, but they're definitely, there's, they're putting a lot of faith in this situation yes 100 yes. percent. it's like religious yes. experience which is weird for the scientific people to well it's it's but they can see it it's in front of them. right it's right real. they it's don't real. it's a real thing and yes it could all be terrible but at the same time it's like what are we gonna do and it makes you wonder right. if they want us gone they'll get us gone it right makes you wonder what it is about neary too because you don't get any like there's nothing special about him well he but, they but he's want him they but he's he's a he's a pure embodiment of the human experience is what I looked at it as. Okay, I think it's the, that it's that wonder that he has that is it, he shows more. Um, he's certainly going to be more curious than the than the military guys. He's more intelligent than the kid. You know, he's he's got a almost agnostic wonder about what could be, and I think maybe that's what they're looking for as the representative of the human race. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. I didn't. They really imprint a lot of people, though, right? He's mm-hmm. just the only one that got through, other than Melinda Dillon. Well, they didn't even attempt to look for her, though. Yeah, but she she could have probably right, just maybe. As easily have been picked. Maybe. Right? Yeah. I think anyone who, who oh who very was, possible yeah they, who they kind of scanned or whatever could potentially have been picked. Yeah, right? maybe that's what that little ball of light guy was like. You know, finding the candidates. Yeah. yeah. You know. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but I also wonder, like, I mean, because he also shows. 
what's their selection process? <laughs> what can Neri offer is, them? Is that's a, what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is he a pretty decent actor? And at the same time, <laughs> yeah. like, so that's it. And at the same time, it's like, what is it about him before he was picked? Is that that is what they want because a lot of his obsession is because of what they've done to him. Well, right. that might be part of it. It does he achieve this through to the end of what we give him, or is he just the is he just the family of of the of the fatso Indiana bumpkins in the back of the truck that well, just wants to see? Well, you could also be right. It's sort of like a all right, we a hundred people got this message. The one who actually gets, natural selection is going to give us right, the one we yeah, want. right, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And it's going to be more than Dillon physical. Could go, but she she wants her son back. She yeah. wants right. to be with her son. Like her her needs and wants are are earthly. Yeah, yeah. right. And right. So I mean, it's it's not physical survival of the fittest or whatever. It's the you know, it's the it's the it's everything. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a fuller package than just the the muscle guys. Because otherwise, I mean, they would have already found their their people, and they would have never come back. Well, it feels like they tried to take him when he was in the truck. Like, uh, they were maybe. lifting him up, and he just, yeah. like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, so, one of the things I I definitely wanted to kind of... They definitely, definitely didn't want Devo. They yeah. didn't want Devo. They're like... No, it's like, mm, we've heard Whip it a lot. Small doses for yeah. like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're great, but that we don't want that all the time. Right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Sometimes we sometimes we want Mr. Holland's Hopus, you know, or whatever. Anyway, Mr. Holland's Hopus. Um, so Neary came back and he could play music real well. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> well, it's like to them, it's mathematical like knowledge. You know, it's like right. They, Devo ain't got it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's like, man, do you have a do you have a Duran Duran, perhaps? <laughs> All right, or an NXS. Right. Uh, anyway, the um, so <laughs> yeah, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was like all of the different types of ships that show up at the end and are like kind of swirling around like before the mothership comes. Um, I did wonder a little bit. It's like, is this in a like an an amalgamated group? You know, because like those ships don't have really any rhyme of reason or reason to their shape uh, or their purpose. For that matter, it's like why is the one that's just an elbow, um, PVC elbow? What is that thing? What does that thing do? I understand what the triangular one does. I understand what the mothership does, but the thing that just looks like a piece of PVC pipe that's been decorated <laughs> floating through the air. What is that thing? And that's not me saying this. It's just the first thing I thought of when I saw the elbow <laughs> shape. But, um, but no, it's like there. I wondered if maybe. This is eventually an invitation to a larger community for Earth. Well, what it looked like to me were, was um, an antenna for everyone, right? Mm. It was like every single possible type of radio uh, antenna was, was stuck to those those ships. Like they were. Well, no, I was talking about like the actual shapes of the ships, oh. like the because well, there are some that are is, like a lot of it is, is shaped though from its from everything that's protruding from them. If they're very spindly. Right, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, it's like there's, like, there's no two ship that looks the same. Fair when they're flying around. Yeah. So, like, maybe they are pieces of the mothership. Maybe. Maybe. And they're just like it's like Voltron. Yeah, it yeah. could be. Or it is like I said, maybe it's a 
They're, they're holding civilizations. They're holding tryouts to see, hey, are these people worthy to join us? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, again, that's what, kind of why I brought up the whole federation element because it's the, like the warp gen- warp uh, yeah, well, capabilities. I mean, is that what it was? Yeah, the Vulcans. Yeah, the Vulcans yeah. show up. They're just inviting us to the diner at the end of the universe. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, originally, um, Firelight, the Spielberg movie that he made when he was seventeen, um, it was very. It was a similar kind of story, right? A sci-fi story about UFOs. Um, but the the end of that one was very Ray Bradbury. It was um, they were abducting uh, – they abducted the whole town to put them into a human zoo. <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> you know, very Ray Bradbury. It's a very, like, 17-year-old yeah. idea, right? You right. Know? Uh, very Ray Bradbury. Very Twilight zone uh, Yeah, or uh, Richard Matheson maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, but I guess, like, a lot of what he shot in that – he recreated shot for shot in Close Encounters because he knew what he wanted. There were things that, you know, he staged, he saw in his brain that he had to, he had to exercise. Right. 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 I would, I would very much, we talked about this in our best of, but watching this movie on a big screen, on a huge format would be probably like seeing Nope. Yeah, like yeah. those 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 nighttime, those dusk and twilight shots, uh, that, like looking out into the distance, like those shots, the establishing shots of uh, every time, um, from like the from Melinda Dillon's farmhouse, like I mean, there's just it isn't much in the in the background, but it's full of depth. Yeah. Well, I've watched Nope and Jaws, or excuse me, Jaws and Close Encounters within the last six months. And I know a lot of people said this, but Nope is like 100% Jaws and Close Encounters. Yeah. 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 Mixed together. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very like tip of the cap to Spielberg. Yeah. I think even at this point, um, Jordan Peele has said exactly that. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and uh, I mean, obviously this movie left an impression with. Um, jj abrams because lens flares a plenty in this one. Oh yeah um yeah i mean that he's he's tried to recreate this exact look again even in his star trek he's trying to yeah. create a look that looks like close and well, like abrams, that fits in that yeah abrams definitely loves spielberg because he's yeah, absolutely super well eight super eight is a love song yeah, it's yeah. An yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and it's and it's a movie that Honestly, I like the way it looks more than I like the movie itself. Yeah. yeah. Not that I think it's a bad movie. It's just I like to look at it yeah. instead. Yep. Um, it's pastiche. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, this is um, this is one that can stick with you a little bit. You know, it's like we talked a little bit about like the the, the song that the aliens play. It's like that's something that can that's an earworm that uh-huh. is not bad. And it kind of makes you feel good, you know. It's like it's it's a it's a movie that you can think about, and you think, "Gosh, that's a that's a, it's a nice feeling to think about." If that makes sense, yeah. It, it, and it's weird too because there's a crumbling marriage, there's all sorts of bad stuff in this that you just kind of skate by almost. Yeah, well, the, because, the I whole... mean, a man abandons his family, and it's and it's you're kind of just okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the terrifying abduction scene, which looks amazing. It's one of the best. Like, oh. When Barry opens the door and there's just that orange sky, it's yeah. like, oh my god! And he's like, the sun's here, mommy. Yeah, and like, that's it's and... terrifying, but you still like oh, just so go good. with it. And yeah. that is that has been recreated and pastiched by so many, so many, well, ma- and filmmakers. it's not looked better than it does no. here anywhere. No. And that, um, that, that's what? also, if somebody, I think it might have been um, the 
inside the actor studio guy what was his name Lipton. James Lipton James yeah Lipton. he asked Spielberg, Spielberg what he thought was the one moment in all of his movies that that was like his signature defining like look and that's what he picked yeah was I'm not door, surprised it was the doorway yeah yeah, yeah and um, by the way this is something that flies by in seconds in that scene what's coming down the the chimney because that's terrifying yeah, it's like a, like ribbons of smoke like something it's case's dad <laughs> holy shit <laughs> I, I got dark yeah. <laughs> but no like it, you know because your your mind <laughs> stuck in there <laughs> yeah he's still stuck in there i mean but, they're gonna use that idea later yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> um but no it's 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 something that like you can you can kind of think about like your imagination starts to run wild something's trying to get in and is it a thing or is it you know like one of those little orb things is it is it an actual monster or is it just you know oh when she has to psych herself up to put her arm up yeah. the chimney it's so good yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so it's like there's that and also um this is practice for raiders of the lost ark the whole end is just like the, yeah. the nazi island that yeah. they're gonna open the you know yeah yep it's it's there's cameras going there's people standing around there's yeah let's let's look and see what happens yep um is this like a hot? light show <laughs> happens oh yeah <laughs> hmm. melty what was you what i was gonna ask if this is like top three spielberg for you guys Oof. way up there for me well my number one is raiders of the lost ark probably um but yeah i mean yeah this and jaws there, right? would have i mean yeah this is the sweet this is the sweet spot of of spielberg here yeah like 75 to 85 like he was just he like was on an absolute terror yeah um i don't know i mean yeah it's, i mean up there I, I, I can't think of any any other movies other than the three that i said that can yeah I was just usurp curious. one of the spots they're I mean, all like really kind of perfect movies in their own way yeah those three yeah I mean, you can honestly throw E.T. in there, too. That's a sure. movie. I was, I mean. I went and saw that last year in IMAX. That's one of the first movies I remember seeing in a theater was yep. E.T. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I went for the for the 40th anniversary. They put it in IMAX. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the few movies that always chokes me up at the end. Yep. Yeah. That music, I mean, I think it's one, oh, the music's I think, great. I think it's one of Williams' best scores. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, really, that is or maybe best themes yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's not just it it, it the only reason why i would say et is probably fourth out of those is that this the story itself is lost a little bit into kind of the the kid element or the kid wonder part of it right you know it's like you know it's more it's a lot of just hanging out with et <laughs> um it is i mean and and trying to trying to hide him from mom right right you know but like but the shadowy government yeah people, like that like... stuff and but one of those guys is friendly mm -hmm. to them um or or at least if not friendly he's sympathetic to and that is um oh oh i can't think of his name um he's he's shadowy in everything he plays um an et yeah it's been a long time since i've seen it but anyway um but no it's like it was one of those things where it's like when when i saw it it's like okay yeah it's like the feeling is there but the story quite isn't isn't quite right you know but this one the story is all there it's well i mean yeah we were talking about like 
all-time sci-fi movies, right? Like pure sci-fi. This is way up there. Way up there. It's in the conversation with 2001 A Space Odyssey, with Blade Runner. I mean, it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Metropolis. Yeah. I mean, I would I would probably put the second only the 2001. That's kind of what I would feel too. Yep. Boy, um, I, I think it'd be a fun, if I were to program four movies, I would do 2001, Close Encounters, Contact, and Arrival. Ooh, yeah. Arrival's real good too. Um, Arrival takes that communication element of Close yeah. Encounters and makes the, the whole focus, right? Yeah. Um, I need to revisit it, but maybe Interstellar, if it didn't get so wonky in the third act, yeah. could could be in that conversation. Um, Another really good pure sci-fi that isn't alien-based or anything like that uh, is The Andromeda Strain. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, hell, 2010. Yeah, 2010. That does kind of start to spin outside of pure sci-fi a little bit but it's still pretty rooted in a concept that is i mean it's wrong science but the whole concept of what would happen if suddenly you know like in the brink of war suddenly something celestial happens that we have to kind of share and deal with yeah um now anybody who knows the books knows that they instantly fuck up and the very first thing they do is send something to Europa. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it ends disastrously. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, but that's because people are idiots, but not the people in this movie. Right. Right. The scientists in this movie actually give a shit to understand what they're seeing and experiencing and doing. They're 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 willing to meet them on their terms. Yeah. Which you kind of have to. I mean, like. We kind of have to meet this whole world on our terms anyway. It's like yeah. if a fucking tornado comes through, it's not on our terms if we get sucked up by it necessarily, right? It's so it's it is a pure like this is something bigger than our kind of meager existence. Yeah. It is. It is. That's a good way to end, I think. Yeah. Did we did we ever explain what the the three kinds are? No. The five kinds. Well, there's five kinds. Go for it. If you want to do it as the last thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Close Encounter of the First Kind is actually spotting a UFO. Most everybody will have something like that happen, not realizing what they're looking at. The second kind is uh, physical evidence. So something is left behind or Roswell or something, you know, right. a little dummy alien guy <laughs> on a 90s TV show. <laughs> A TV special. Third kind is the actual contact. That's what the scientists are doing. You know, that's what they're doing. The fourth kind is what happens to Richard Dreyfus at the end. He is essentially taken. Right. Yeah. And then what's the fifth kind? Continuing conversation yeah. with aliens. Which is what you think is going it's to gonna happen. happen. Yes. That's what you hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's open a dialogue. Oh, want to mention that Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers is in this movie. Shit, yeah, he is. Yep, he's gonna shoot Neary, and he wants to pass it on to pass his it on, tell <laughs> everyone else. He's if not fucking around, not looting around here. I got orders to shoot. Yeah, and Lance Hendrickson. Go, yeah. Lance Hendrickson. He is awfully um, clean looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the years immediately following this are rough <laughs> for old Lance. <laughs> but hey, builds character, right? Yeah. 
builds his ability to build character. I saw Bigfoot once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and when the guy says that in Neary's reaction to that, he's just like, oh, no. Well, yeah. Oh, no. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it illegitimizes the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing ends at that point. Yeah. They're not going to get any information. They're not going to convince anybody. They're all going to leave frustrated, more frustrated than they arrived. And That's he, yelling into the void anyway. Sure. Well, that guy is so patronizing, too. He's like, there's lots of things that are fun to believe in. It's like, oh. Oh, I wish I saw it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so trash heap is spoken. It's Man. so condescending. <laughs> and it's like, dude, these are a bunch of people. Oops, shit. All the room who are describing the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. And they don't didn't know each other before this. Like you have to take this seriously. Mm-mm. You have to at least make it. You have to at least take it as a credible thing, yeah. even if it doesn't really make sense. Right. Um, like, well, I believe you saw something. Yeah, that's the only time <laughs> in which anybody is actually treated by the the people in charge as idiots. Right. But they're but but they're trying to cover it up. Right. Exactly. Because they don't want to panic. Right. It's it. There is a really good reason for it. Right, but it's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that. Those that guy treats that room worse than the the drunk Mexican guy who talks about the sun singing to, to him is treated by anybody else. Why is he got to be drunk? Well, I think he was drunk. Oh, okay. I mean, I would be after <laughs> the sun sang to me. I'd be like, I'm, <laughs> I'm tying one on. <laughs> Where's the I cheapest? Think he was just high on do re mi, man. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe. But still, it's like they could have just said, "Oh, he's an old, you know, wino or something," you know. Yeah. But not a single person there, so be- because they've already seen the planes. They already know something's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So, I have a question. Yeah. What's next? Oh, we're going to Australia, we're going Jason. Going to Australia. Yes, I've curated us a little. Uh, <clears throat> is it five weeks? It is five weeks in Australia. We're gonna we're gonna summer early. In well, Australia. no, it's n- Australian summer. It is. Also, yeah. It's the end of Australian summer down there. Yeah. But uh, the month of m- month of March, the month of March is dedicated. <laughs> Stupid to- March weather. <laughs> We are going to kick things off next week with arguably the best movie of the bunch. Um, that. But it's going to be a little foray, foray into the Australian New Wave slash Ozploitation uh, genre. And we're going to start with Wake in Fright. I think this is a first timer for me. Mm-hmm. I think definitely for me. Yeah. I've seen it once once so i'm not going to argue with you about how good it is yet but i might um, next week but it is it is it is many people i like the second one a lot <laughs> <laughs> yes it, well i think you're gonna like this whole month it's, I, it's I, very I plan fun. On, i like exploitation it's going to be a very fun month and I've, I've curated it in chronological order i've hit some of the big directors a lot of the big stars of the era are in these movies um, including a couple of american stars and some of the american stars yes uh, Wait, cameron mitchell's in one of these uh, is he? Uh, no, it was oh. there is no Cameron. But yes, it's it's going to be a fun week um, or fun month. But we'll start next week with Wake in Fright. Yes, fantastic. All right, so that is next Wednesday. Um, that is uh, Wednesday, March first, around eight a.m. Eastern or nine a.m. <laughs> Eastern, rather. Um, you'll be able to to listen to that. So uh, that is happening then on uh, and you can find all that so just go to filmseizure.com <laughs> you got it. i got it <laughs> also at filmseizure.com on mondays 
Uh, you can uh, go check out Monster Mondays. This upcoming Monday, February 27th, is the conclusion of my Doctor Who Cyber Month. Whatever. It's the second Doctor Cyberman stories, and it finishes up with the eight-parter, The Invasion, which also was uh, one of the early episodes that the Brigadier was in, and it's actually the first unit story. So connects to my favorite era of Doctor Who. So anyway, so that is on Monday. Um, all those same places, filmseizure.com. Yep. You can find the rest of them there. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Mastodon, all those places too. So all those places are linked at filmseizure.com. Yeah. Um, this upcoming Friday on my website, bmovieinema.com, I am closing out my Full Moon Fever 3 with Hideous. Hideous. Oh, there's an explanation point. I think. So you got to say it like that. Hideous. You scared me. I know. I'm scared. You just looked at me. Yeah. I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that will uh, wrap up that uh, fun movie. Fun movie with little goobers. Little, little goobers. The guy calls them little goobers. Little goobers? Little goober little monsters. Goobs. Yeah. Anyway, fun stuff comes from Charles Band. What more do you expect yeah. from the guy? He likes little monsters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that uh, is what's coming up. We will see you down under. Yeah. Uh, next week and uh, we will uh, talk to you then uh, until then I am Jeff Arbuckle I'm Chuck Moore of the first kind <laughs> I'm Jason Oliver and you have been listening to film seizure happy 250 episodes beep beep boop 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 <laughs> <laughs>